Good morning, everybody. We are live on time, getting after today. I just feel so positive, enthusiastic after the leader of our fine country got up and he addressed the nation. Don't you guys just feel better about the world and life? Aren't you just feeling that spirit, that Biden spirit of a good time, of a country coming together, bringing down prices, making a good currency, getting the energy resources we need? I mean, this is uh, what a great time to be alive. So for those of you guys that didn't watch the speech, let's get right into it. My first thought is, how is Zelensky's wife not better looking? I mean, it basically looked like Dalton Pruitt in a wig or if I was heavier and had hair or something. Like how if you're going to team up with the Biden crime family, pretend like you're going to get into NATO and then get sold under the bus when the Russians are like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? You'd think they would at least give you a hot wife. I mean, what other incentive is there? And then, okay, I also, I love that they generally just have this section. I call it the uh, the sad people section where, uh, you know, the president, they send their wife up into the bleachers with a bunch of sad people with terrible stories. It's kind of like that scene in high school movies where it's like, oh, look, the popular pretty chick is hanging out with these pieces of shit. And they go, all right, here's uh, here's the moment where... This other prop for my speech is there and we can all applaud because look how sad their life is. I don't know why these people participate in this. So the speech uh, starts off. Biden's up there. He goes, look at how great I'm doing. Everybody applaud. I'm doing such a wonderful job. I know you guys don't think I'm doing a good job, but I really am doing a good job. And if you keep letting me continue doing my job, we'll get even better. I was very upset watching the speech. You know why? Because Biden doesn't sound like my impression at all anymore. Someone's got to send my impression to Joe Biden and let him know that that's what he's supposed to sound like. I don't know how he's managed to get it together. I'm not saying I agree with anything he said. I'm just saying you watch NASCAR for the crashes. Uh, Back in the day when I watched the Giants, if you were playing the Giants, you were hoping that Tiki Barber would fumble. You know, if you're watching Joe Biden, I'm here for the gaffes. I'm here to watch a guy stutter or mumble. I'm here to wonder how can a country have put someone so demented with so much, not demented, with so much dementia in charge of this operation. But then you're watching, you're like, man, this guy's, this guy's selling it. I mean, I don't agree with what he's saying, but I'm just saying it, it it's, it's not, it, it's not even the, the, the fun of Biden when he's up there and he seems to have his shit together. So he starts off and he basically goes, uh, it's a whole round of applause for Ukraine. We're so sorry for the people of Ukraine. We want to support Ukraine. Uh, we're here and we're going to clap, but we're not actually going to help. And, uh, firstly, also Jill hugs this, uh, this, uh, the lady, the wife of, uh, Zelensky almost looks like Zelensky in disguise. It almost seems like, uh, maybe that's the real conspiracy here is that Zelensky has, uh, crossed over the border. He's a comedian, every comedian that's famous. They always like playing the lady part. You know what I mean? They always do that. Uh, Martin Lawrence, big mama's house. Uh, you got, uh, Eddie Murphy playing multiple people in all of his movies. So maybe this is Zelensky's greatest move yet. He's pretending to be in a bunker, hanging out with CNN, which I would think if you're hiding in a bunker, you wouldn't let CNN in there mostly because I would think then if I was Putin, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go just take those CNN people. I'm going to torture them and find out where that bunker is. Or maybe everyone knows where the bunker is. It's like capture the flag. You know exactly where the bunker is. It's almost just a big game of, can you get to the bunker? Anyways, Jill Biden gives her a big old hug. Uh, and man, have we come a long way from pretending like there's COVID. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, 
These people would have still been in masks. They would have been like, hey, that lady's in a, from another country. So they would have put her in one of those Pope boxes so that she could have been there for the moment when everyone waves and says, hey, sorry, we got your husband into this mess. We're not actually going to help him out. And so he's probably going to die because uh, it's getting a little bit confusing. The rules for uh, for fighting, but not fighting Russia. It's like you're not allowed to actually fight. Uh, you're, you, you can threaten you can threaten with nukes, but you can't actually use the nukes. Uh, you can you can you can hack each other. Uh, you can sanction each other. You can still buy each other's oil, though. So while you're sanctioning each other, you still buy. It's like you figure out. Let's be a little bit cooperative and just see how much we can torture the people of that other country to the point that the world leader goes, "All right, you've tortured the people living here enough that we're going to do something." It's just, it, it, I don't know. There's something very weird about the dance here of, hey, we're, we're, we're being collaborative, but we're punishing each other at the same time. It's almost like if you were at work and you and another guy were up for a promotion. And so you both decided, listen, we're not going to have a fist fight over this job, but uh, it's okay to call up the other one's spouse and say that they're cheating on them. Or, you know, if the other one's going to get a uh, go get a massage. You can pay the masseuse to wax his nuts. Uh, like, I don't know. There's like this Looney Tunes type game here where the rules aren't quite described to us of that certain activities are not over the line and you're allowed to do it's It's a weird fight without a fight. I don't quite understand the rules of it. All right. There was really only one gaffe throughout the entire thing, which is at one point Biden decided to, uh, show his support for the Iranian people. Um, he just wanted to remind them that as, uh, you know, as countries go to war, we're feeling for you, Iran. I can't really fault Biden for small gaps because I make small gaps in here all the time. You know, I'm winging it. I get information wrong. So he's, he's an old man. I can't, I can't fault him for uh, a gaff here or there. I'm looking for the good old train wrecks when he just accidentally starts talking about lizard people or saying crazy shit or telling like, hey, you know, Dick Cheney's really run, running the country. You're like, that's what you're hoping. You're hoping that he will say something so batshit crazy that we'll just have to call it a country and each state will be like, all right, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. But it just, I don't know. They, I don't know what they drug him with, but it works. All right. So I'd like to highlight a couple a uh, couple things that he said in the speech and we will break it down. Here's the first quote from the speech. He goes, we will buy American to make sure everything from the deck of an aircraft carrier to the steel on highway guardrails is made in America from beginning to end. All of it, all of it, which he might as well be saying, I will do everything in my power to make sure prices really go up. We're done with the concept of specialization. And uh, all of these countries that are getting our back right now, we're going to close them off from our economy. Uh, you know, we're going to work with them to isolate Russia. And then we're going to tell them, hey, we're not buying stuff from you anymore. And we're going to become isolationists that don't uh, buy into the economic concept of specialization. And we're just going to make everything here and have it be more expensive. So, uh, you know, he's delving into the inflation problem. And uh, right off the bat, he's saying that as long as we just buy everything here, we'll be better off. All right, let's hear more of what he said in the world of economics. But folks, to compete for the jobs of the future, we also need a level of playing fields with China and other competitors, uh, which sounds to me like he's talking about price controls. He's talking about price controls and government handouts to large U.S. companies uh, where protected industries can get rich and you and I can spend more money on things. Uh, because the protected industries 
That's what he means by leveling the playing field. Hey, let's give more money to this private company or give them some sort of a lucrative contract where they don't have to compete with China and people here have to spend more for the exact same items. But hey, that's how that's how you bring down inflation. You make things cost more money. Here was another uh, quote. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger, who is here tonight, Pat told me they are ready to increase their investment from $20 billion to $100 billion. That would be the biggest investment in manufacturing in American history. And all they're waiting for us for is for you to pass this bill. And of course, the bill is just the thing that guarantees their profits. I know I don't know specifically what's in that bill, but I'm reading through the lines here where they're like, hey, listen, if, uh, if you guys can just sign this bill that will guarantee that that guy's hundred billion dollars is going to make him money because then no one will have to compete with him, uh, then he's willing to spend the hundred billion dollars. We just have to do our part to guarantee his profits. So as long as we can guarantee that he has a favorable position in this industry, he's willing to spend the hundred billion dollars. Oh, and by the way, we're going to loan the hundred billion dollars back to him. I don't know if that part's true. All right. Continuing next quote. This was one of my favorite moments of the speech is uh, Biden's talking about, uh, you know, the big car companies and rebuilding those areas. And he goes, it's time to bury the label Rust Belt. It's time to see what used to be called the Rust Belt. And now this is in writing. So in this case, he did kind of he, he started Bidening it a little bit, restarted to stutter. But he just goes, it's time to see what used to be called the Rust Belt become the home of significant resurgence of manufacturing. This one I should have pulled the video on because you thought he was going to have a better like term for the area. And then you just realized uh, my marketing people couldn't come up with something better. So it was it's time to bury the label Rust Belt and it's time to see what used to be called the Rust Belt become a home of significant resurgence of manufacturing. I would just call it instead of the Rust Belt, uh, maybe uh, maybe the area with yellow water or the area with kids with lymphoma or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's why their marketing people couldn't come up with anything better. Uh, here was another one. He said, inflation is robbing them of the gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. So Biden is letting you know that he's going to fix the problem with price controls. Uh, here, this is him saying it once again. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Great. So we can look forward to, to rationing. We can look forward instead of Biden's like, listen, instead of making things more expensive, uh, I'll just make them less available. And then here's what's nice about that. Americans can practice sharing because not everyone's going to be able to get a car. The cars, they'll be capped. They're not going up in price, but not everyone's going to be able to get one. And so Americans can come together and share like my two boys did with that one wife. That's how you learn to be a better person. You got to learn how to share. And if we can limit the supply of goods, but then also cap the costs so that you're forced to actually knock on your neighbor's door and go, hey, man, can I borrow your bathtub for the night? My, my I, Biden took away my bathtub. I mean, that example didn't make sense. All right. Continuing. Then quite a few times he almost sell big build back better. Maybe he couldn't. Maybe when we was practicing, he kept getting stuck on that one. So like they kept having to rewrite new slogans. So he said, I call it building a better America. I don't know why they why they can't build back America. I mean, if this guy doesn't even have the fortitude to stick with the slogan of build back America that he's bailing on, even just the slogan, does he even have the fortitude to fall through on any of his other plans? 
All right. So before we move on to some of the other things that he addressed, which uh, mainly we're going to be getting into COVID and pharmaceutical stuff, let's take a couple of comments. We've got uh, Zufa for the press saying that he was taking lots of drugs. I hope that at one point in time they tell us the drugs that he took. Uh, you guys can go watch the Misinformation Spectacular in uh, in which I had a joke about that. Uh, Theax theory. I always thought your impression sounded like Bush from Robot Chicken. I'll take it. I'd have to go back and watch uh, Robot Chicken, but I'm okay with that. Uh, and then once again, time to bury the term central planning and make it happy government money system. All right. So he moves on in this speech. He starts talking about, um, uh, he moves on a lot of economic nonsense about how he's going to fix the country with ideas that are economically illiterate. Uh, and then he says, First, he starts talking about prescription drugs, and he says, we have to cut the cost of prescription drugs. We pay more for the same drug produced by the same company, America, than any other country in the world. And I think what the solution is, we should take all these prescription drugs, and why don't we make it free and then just force people to take them and then pay the pharmaceutical companies directly? Because that's the most direct way that we can give uh, profits to the pharmaceutical companies. And isn't that easier than pretending like we're going to villainize them? I mean, for years, we villainized Big Pharma, and then all of a sudden, COVID came around, and then we said, no, 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 everyone's got to trust Big Pharma, even if uh, even if they're losing massive uh, suits at the exact same time because of the opioid crisis. We need everyone to, to, to trust them, and we have so much faith in them. We will pay them to do the research, fund it, and then give them all of the money in the profits guaranteed because we'll just pay them for the shots. And then since we need the customers, we'll just force you to take it. How can we go back to pretending like we're anti-Big Pharma now? So this is just more direct. Instead of working with them and shaming them over their profits, why not a full partnership where we just pay up front, we take on the risk of developing the drugs, and then when we come out, we just pre-purchase them and we force people to take it. I mean, that, that that's what worked in COVID. Uh, and then this was the part of the speech that bothered me the most. I was nearly in tears. It really, it really did upset me. I'm actually not making a joke here. Let's read it. Imagine what it's like to look at your child who needs insulin to stay healthy and have no idea how in God's name you're going to be able to pay for it. What it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to look your child in the eye to be the parent you expect yourself to be. I really mean that. Think about that. That's what I think about after shutting down the country and telling people they can't work, you don't get to talk about people's dignity. I, I, I mean, I mean, like, so here you are. And so you recognize the human dignity of being able to provide for your family. And you recognize that, that there is a ill feeling of having to sit down at a dinner table and knowing that you can't provide for people. Then you, I, 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 you just can't have that point of view and also have been the face of an operation that kept people from working their jobs and threatened people that they wouldn't be able to, to have their jobs unless they got COVID vaccines. Like if you have such a deep understanding of the human dignity of being able to show up and work your job, if you really have an understanding of that, then where's the apology for your illegal mandates that prevented people from working their jobs and I'm venturing to guess, even though there's no coverage of it, because now we're all uh, we're all in this Ukraine stuff. How much coverage can exist out there of single moms or other individuals who left their jobs because of illegal mandates and still aren't back in those jobs or still haven't settled it? Or how many people that have had health ramifications, perhaps being vaccinated? I'm not saying that there are an abundance of health ramifications. 
but I'm sure there's some stories out there of people that were forced to get vaccinated that did have problems because they were vaccinated. I'm sure we're not hearing those stories. I'm just saying, like, there's something disgusting about hearing that, like, hearing someone who's so compassionate about human dignity and your right to work, while also was the same individual that was forcing people out of their jobs over a untested and unproven vaccine. And which is, that's a fun topic for getting yourself off of YouTube. All right. Here's the next one. We will never give up on vaccinating more Americans. Now, I know parents with kids under five are eager to see their vaccines authorized for their children. That, that, that's what everyone's thinking. Parents out there are just like, please, please get more shots. I don't want to get boosted. And it's not working on my five to 11 year olds. But please, can you make this available for my two year olds? Please, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in its mouth like a pacifier. Forget a pacifier. I just want to be able to put a COVID shot right into this kid's mouth and let it let it suck the mRNA in directly because we don't even know how long it's going to work for. So we don't even know how much dosage. But if maybe if we just or maybe I could just you can give me the shot and I could just put it. I can inject it right into my titty and then the kid can suck it out of my titty. All right. Here is the rest of the quote. The scientists are working hard to get that done and will be ready with plenty of vaccines if and when they do. The scientists, what are they, working hard to fabricate the research so they can pretend like it's a good idea? I mean, we're already seeing it's not really working in the kids 5 to 11, and this group is otherwise protected. Yeah, good luck selling that one. All right. We must hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for profit. There was another line that irked me. It's like, well, how about the vaccine companies? I mean, if we're talking about, if you're going to use the word experiment on children for profit, you've got the wrong villain if you're looking at social media companies. And then here was another moment where he just gets to pretend like, oh, I'm on your side. Our schools are open. Let's keep it that way. Our kids need to be in school. Great. And so whoever's been keeping them out of school, are they getting fired? Whoever for the last two years thought it was a good idea. What about all these teachers unions that just didn't want to work? Are we going to reestablish that maybe unions aren't a good idea because people can just decide, hey, we don't really want to work and we're going to create this union and pretend like it's about health and safety? I'm sure there were young people out there, 22 year olds, or what amount of money would we have to spend to get 24 year olds who are smart, who want to go be teachers, even when there's a pandemic? There's a cost to all of this. Like you can get things done. There's a job at which I go, hey, you know what? I'll pretend like I know history to a bunch of kids. I'll debate kids on history instead of screaming in my in my living room in the morning. Hell yeah. I'm going to become a social studies teacher. Talk to kids about titties. That's disgusting. All right, moving on. Last thing he closed out his speech with was uh, he talked about the burn pits, how they killed his own older son and it took the wrong kid. It was like straight out of Dewey Cox. The wrong kid died where, you know, the burn pits, it's terrible. Uh, if you're not familiar, I don't know how this story went uncovered or uh, for as long as it did. Uh, but apparently out in Iraq, uh, they didn't want to they wanted to turn the country into a big old pile of garbage, but they didn't want to leave garbage. For some reason, they didn't want to dig holes in the ground. There was no Staten Island when we were out in Iraq. So our world leaders were lost about what to do with all the garbage or in order to secure military profits. You got to go over to a country and just burn equipment so that you always need more new equipment. But then it turns out that if you just go into a giant field and you burn all sorts of equipment and feces together, all the smoke goes up in the air. And if you're standing there, now you're just breathing in military equipment. Was it for all the engineering and all the other stuff? That one didn't work out too good. All right. So that's the uh, the it for Biden speech. And then, of course, the Republicans, they get their opportunity to respond. Like and you, so I just watched they the got this address. lady. 
the Iowa governor, the governor uh, named Kim Reynolds, because they basically wanted to go, hey, listen, we got an old person with shiny teeth, too. Wrong track. We're now one year into his presidency. And you don't think we've got old people America that can look forward, at and read a teleprompter? Like We're so good at finding old people. They're out of touch and can, and can read things. This lady was even more boring than Biden. When runaway How do you be more boring than Biden? How, how do you pull that one off? And then props to Alex Berenson. Uh, I, I appreciated this where he called out Biden. Biden said, hey, let's not politicize uh, uh, COVID. And so Alex Berenson pulled the following headlines. Biden grappling with pandemic of the unvaccinated. Two weeks after celebrating America's near independence from the coronavirus, President Joe Biden is confronting the worrying reality of rising cases and deaths. Next headline, CNBC. Biden blames Delta variant unvaccinated people for weaker than expected job reports. New York Post, same idea. Biden, unvaxxed will, and then I cut it off. But this is what we need. We need more people who can go, hey, you don't get to be the person talking about kids being back in school and the importance of it and how much we care about your kid getting an education when you were the exact person keeping them out of school. Like you don't just get to totally flip flop and change your mind. It, this is a classic move by them. And they go, oh, I'm even more concerned about this than you are. Oh, my God. Inflation. No one cares about inflation more than I do. Uh, in other news, Mexico, they're turning their back on us. Mexico nixes Russia's sanction to keep good relations. They're saying that they're not going to sanction them. And Biden responded like, D after all the people I let over the border, you're really going to sell me out, 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 out over this? I, I let so many Mexicans over this border. You're not going to help me out at all? And you got U.S. and Britain reportedly believe the Ukraine war could last 10 to 20. Please not. At that point, can someone just nuke someone else? I don't want to. 10 years of coverage on this. What are they going to start moving caves into, into Ukraine that this thing can go on as long as Afghanistan? Other headlines. This one's a little more lighthearted. Uh, there was a Broadway star reunites with stranger who bought him a ticket 15 years ago when he couldn't afford it which is a friendly reminder to kids that sometimes it's okay to talk to strangers. You never know. Sometimes a stranger can come through with something really great. That candy might save your life. Also, if you think, why don't, why don't public schools give out more candy instead of those shitty carrots? And then maybe you could probably prevent some pedophiles where a pedophile shows up and he's all like, Hey kid, you want some candy? You're like, no, they give, they give me so much candy in school. I don't need your shitty candy. All right. Last article that I appreciated was this is from the Hill investigate Russia coverts funding of U.S. anti-fossil fuel group. So part of the story here of why Putin uh, supposedly is able to afford to go into Ukraine is that he's got some good oil profits on his hands. He's selling all sorts of natural gas. He's making a decent amount of money. And if you're a guy like Putin, you go, man, I got all this money now. I don't know where to spend it. Inflation's so high. You know what? Let me go spend it on a war. I've always wanted a good old-fashioned war. I got all these profits in my hand. Let's go invade my neighbor. You know, just a good good old dictator type thing. That's, that's what you want to do. You really, you get enough money. You already got your mansion. You already got all your cars. You're like, what else can I do with my life? And you're like, I, I could go invade someone. I think I can afford it. Uh, so the claim here is for, you know, all that shit that you were hearing about uh, Russia collusion and the election and all this Russia stuff and their influence on social media. Apparently, and this one actually makes sense. I don't know the extent of the influence. I don't know how much they actually changed, uh, but I did think it was uh, I did think that this one was interesting that apparently they spent quite a bit of money uh, 
supporting U.S. anti-fossil fuel groups, groups that may, you got to use the word may, because then you don't have to actually do your homework and you're not responsible for your opinion. I've learned how to do the news now. You just got to use some of these words so that, you know, it could be, it may happen, it might have shown this, it might have done that. It's a, it's a, it's a good word. And, and, you know, these other ones, they got lawyers, they got whole teams that could fact check. And I'm just like, all right, I'll just, I'll just go with the, with the, you read a headline and you're like, you know what, this article might say something along these lines. <laughs> all right. So anyways, investigate Russia's covert funding of U.S. anti-fossil fuels groups. Uh, you go check out the article. It's in the Hill, but they're claiming that a lot of money went into basically uh, Russia propaganda, but it wasn't Russia propaganda. It was just Russia looking at these green energy groups and going, oh, yeah, if they can get the Americans to quit producing energy so that we can charge more for hours and people could be more reliant on hours, I might actually be able to uh, have that war I always wanted. Like the same way that you budget for a vacation and you're like, hey, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to take that vacation at the end of the year. Putin's been budgeting for this war. And he's starting to look at retirement and he goes, man, I'm getting a retirement. I don't know if I'm ever going to actually be able to invade Ukraine. And then all of a sudden he sees these uh, these groups in America that are all like, we hate fracking. We don't like America having energy and being energy independent. We don't like that our country is going to be able to have uh, the resources it needs for a better future. Because that, that's what the green energy people are seriously thinking. And then Putin looks at it, he goes, man, those are my thoughts exactly. Why don't I support them? And then I can always I can have that war I always wanted. All right, let's take a couple comments, and then uh, we got two more topics. We're going to close it out. All right, from Chris Gonzalez, you should watch uh, Major Majorie Taylor Green's response to I will. That's a crazy lady, and I appreciate a crazy lady with crazy lady energy. All right, here we go. Uh, all right, part of the propaganda, and I'm being suckered for it. You guys are being suckered for it too. Is that on a daily basis, I'm reading headlines and I'm telling you, hey, here's the bullshit of these headlines. But we're still playing their game, or at least I'm still playing their game because I'm letting them pick the headlines. And there's also a level of censorship and there's a level of propaganda about what they even report on. Uh, there's all sorts of things that are evils that are going on in the world that I'm sure aren't even reported on. They're not like making it into the paper. For example, yesterday, I said today I was going to do a deep dive and then I didn't do it. Uh, maybe I'll hit up Steven. Maybe we'll do another uh, over the weekend about those uh, the document dumps from Pfizer. So I'm sure on a weekly and daily basis, there are major topics that aren't being reported on. Uh, and recently, someone just put me into a group on Telegram with just crazy shit. I'm noticing that there's all sorts of groups on Telegram. That seems to be the good place to go to just get fucking crazy shit that like sometimes the crazy shit comes in. And you're like, that one's interesting. And then other things you're like, that's fucking crazy. It was like the old school YouTube wormholes where you could start off going, hey, I want to learn about gold. And then you can end up in a thing about how Jews run all money. And then the next thing you know, you're learning about how really demon creatures uh, were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And then those were uh, and then the demon creatures killed Adam and pretended like they were the Jews and that that's why the Vatican has done so many weird things to kids. And you'd be like, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't realize that I have to go to the Vatican and, and save kids from the basement. And then you could be watching two hours of footage about diagrams to the basement, almost like a uh, an Ocean's Eleven type movie where there's some guy and he's explaining to you the basement setup and where the Vatican's keeping the kids. And I'm just saying that's not on YouTube anymore. When was the last time you ended up on a YouTube wormhole? 
that brought you to Jewish gold and Vatican kids in basements. And now it seems like that entire world of batshit crazy shit is now on Telegram where you can join these Telegram groups. And some of them have a bunch of really great information. And then other of them, you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. It, did, did did Mickey Mouse invade Ukraine and 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 they're just pretending to be in bunkers and that buildings aren't even being bombed? Uh, so what I'm trying to get at is maybe I'll create a telegram group for this. Steven, you're supposed to be on the production side. Maybe we could create a, uh, a run your mouth telegram group for batshit crazy stuff or the news stories that aren't being covered. But Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. People do send me interesting uh, information on the, on the regs. So if you've got big time stories that you don't think people are covering or you got these batshit crazy telegram groups that are, uh, you know, just sharing the real information, uh, hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. And then before we close out today's episode, uh, I do have some new dates. I'm going to be uh, skiing out in Steamboat with my good friend Kyle and doing gigs those nights. Uh, I got to get the dates. I think it's the 25th and the 26th. So if you're out in Denver, uh, I skied with people last year. It was a ton of fun. They were much better skiers than me. And so they actually got me into the woods and we did some skiing. Uh, and they showed up with uh, with beers and little Debbie snacks for lunch. That was a good time. So hit me up if you're in the area. Come out for the shows for sure. And then also I'll be out skiing on Steamboat those days. So uh, if you're a good skier, you want to hop into the woods, I am down. And then I also have a gig with Adam Nutter uh, in the Philly area, which I believe is next week or the weekend after. So be on the lookout for those gigs. I'll have them linked into the episode description. And then also blackcaptain.com. I've got some merch there. You go to the blackcaptain.com. You click on that little thing that says fire merch. We've got some merch. Okay. Just when you thought maybe staying at home all day, maybe being at home, working on a show uh, and spending all this time alone in my apartment is not a good strategy for getting ahead in life. One of the greatest boxers of all times reveals his tips for success. Let's give it a listen. I put most of my success down to masturbation seven times a day. <laughs> you got this guy. You can, you can really pop. Got to keep that blood pumping. <laughs> I knew I was on to something. And I, I got to be honest, I, was, I wasn't I was seven. I mean, I guess that you got to, you know what? You almost got to go to the gym and work out so that you can get to those kind of numbers. I'm more of a one or two kind of guy. Uh, seven, That's uh, that's like freshman year of high school just figured out that you had come type situation but you know we do like sharing tips for success we do like yelling at our neighbors in the morning uh so if you're out there you're wondering how you can be more successful you've heard it from one of the greatest boxers of all time you got to pour some more semen out in your rug all right dumbass of the day we've got some serious contenders first even dictators they need friends you know you can't just go invade a country alone you need some other crazy dictator that will join you the problem is that at every step of the way, you're either the dumbass in the relationship or the smart person in the relationship. And if you're the smart person, you hang out with these people and you're like, all right, it's nice to have friends, but these guys are a bunch of fucking dumbasses. And then when you're the dumbass, you're like, ah, shit, I'm just fucking fucking things up for my smart friend. But don't it, it don't like look at that situation and go, it doesn't matter who you are or how you relate to other individuals. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're damned and we're screwed because the point is that we all need friends. You're not going to be able to go at it alone. Sure, you can spend most of your day at home masturbating so that you can improve your skill set and become the greatest boxer of all time or the greatest uh, uh, living room broadcaster. That is a possibility. 
But at some point in time, you're going to need friends. And even evil dictators like Putin, they need friends with Belarus. And then sometimes the guy from Belarus pulls that villain move right out of Austin Powers where they get a big old map going. And they're like, all right, and we're going to invade here next. So, you know, here's our plans. We're going to go right here. Uh, that's what they're claiming that he uh, he gave away what they're going to attack next. But who knows? Maybe this guy's the genius and he's geeking to me. He's trying to go. I'm going over here. And he really goes over here. All right. Next contender for dumbass of the day is we've got Kamala Harris, who's uh, explaining the situation in Ukraine. You know, not everyone can follow what's going on there. So here she is breaking it down. Kamala Harris, and uh, if you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it goes against everything that we stand for. There are terms that we use. We say we respect the sovereignty, the territorial. So sometimes, you know, you're trying to cover these stories and you're like, do I really have a handle on the geopolitics? And then the world leaders can get on to broadcast, uh, you know, real broadcast shows and give you the hard hitting facts of that the countries are neighbors and the big one decided to pick a fight with the little one. And, you know, I guess that's accurate. And I guess the setup was, hey, can you give it just give us to, in simple terms? And so she went straight kindergarten energy of that's the big one and that's the little one and the big one's picking a fight with the little one. And, well, that's just bad. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that would make for a great next president if she could just keep it that concise at all times where we go, hey, listen, can you just give it to us in simple terms? Maybe the issue is that she rambles and then she laughs. But if she really if we just let her hone in on her best asset, which is. Giving us her version, wouldn't it be great if we could just hear more of what's what's your version of what's taking place here? And then you could realize, like, oh, my God, does, does she sound like she's taught? Like, is her is her stick that she pretends like she's relaying information as if she's talking to a seven year old or is it actually the way she thinks? All right. And then here will be the actual winner for today's dumbass of the day. Well, Harris, and, uh, but, you know, any level of news, even winner. social media. And so today's winner is none other than Lauren Bobert, who, if you look at this, it's like when you do comedy shows and there's the dumb bitches section, we're just like, ah, oh, fuck this person's celebrating. It's always funny because they just showed up to have a good time. And you're just like, uh, are you really going to have a good time at the comedy show? I'm talking about bachelor bachelorette parties. If you've ever been to a comedy club, comedy clubs, you know, they want to actually fill rooms with tickets. So they advertise that they're a fun place for bachelorette parties. And then you as the comic are like, oh, come on, don't have fun at this thing. I didn't come here so that people could have fun. That's not what this is about. I want to tell jokes and then people that like my jokes can laugh at them, but not you. You're, this isn't meant for you. Uh, so that's what these people look like. And apparently she was there the whole time. And she's like, I want to heckle. I want to heckle. I want to heckle. I want to talk about that. You fucked up in Afghanistan. I really want to fuck up. And then, and she's sitting there for a full hour and he's like, shit, shit, I'm missing opportunities. I agree with them on, 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 on Ukraine. I agree with them on this. And then finally the guy starts getting towards the end and she goes, shit, I think I'm about to miss my moment. This is a closer and I haven't heckled yet. And so she just yells and she yells out right in the middle of when he's talking about burn pit. It was just the wrong moment. I mean, you can heckle during inflation. You can heckle during COVID. You can't heckle when the guy's talking about his dead kid from cancer because he was at war because we had burn pits. So 
That's the winner for today's dumbass of the day. I wish, uh, you know what, guys, start sending me some money so we can start sending prizes to the dumbass of the day winner. If you're out there, you want to create a logo for it, maybe a plaque, we can start sending it in the mail. And so brings us to the end of the show. Rob's final solutions. You know, we don't want to be just here yelling problems. We want to come to you guys with solutions to these problems. Uh, so the first one is, I think we got to teach some basic economics because we had Biden giving this whole speech talking about all these solutions he has for inflation. And it, it, it it's as if it should be as simple as uh, a guy saying, hey, I'm going to jump in the air and I'm going to fly and be like, well, do you have a jetpack? Did someone give you magical powers? Because there's this thing called gravity. It should be as simple as that where, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to go underwater and I'm going to be able to breathe. And you're like, well, how are you going to do that? Do you have an oxygen tank? No, I can breathe underwater. Well, and then we should just almost like just send them in. Go, all right, how's that going to work out? Which is why I almost feel like we need a area of the world called basic econville. Because that's the issue is that it's it was, since these principles are never proven because we never were, live in a world where it's absolute freedom where you could just see supply, demand, specialization, and other very simple things like not rationing, working out, very simple concepts. If you just had one area where it played out, so it became as simple as, hey, this guy can't fly and he can't breathe underwater. Hey, you're not going to be able to limit the prices without having some version of rationing. It's not going to work. Problem is people are ignorant of this. It should be just obvious. And then we need also some version of a walkback court Maybe you show up in your physical flip-flops and then you just have to explain to us why you're changing your mind. So if you're teachers unions and all of a sudden you're yelling about how much you care about kids and why they need to be in school, you just, you need to explain to, and I don't want to hear that the science changed because it hasn't like, uh, we need some sort of a walk back court where people really hold you to like, because there, there is a version of walking or walking back where you've done the right thing. Where, for example, let's just say Biden said, I'm going to raise gas prices to $6 because we're going to have a $2 tax on gas and we're going to put that all into windmills. And then everyone went fucking nuts. And he said, you know what? Windmills are a bad idea. That's a good flip flop because he's realizing, oh, I did something really stupid here and the people don't want it. And so I'm listening to the people. But if it's the, the, the people are better at evaluating what's stupid. So how do we get there a little bit quicker? How do we figure out when people like appropriate flip-flops, not appropriate flip-flops? I'm, 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 uh, I'm rambling worse than Biden at this point, so we're going to call it a show. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for joining me. Looking forward, 1.30 p.m. We're going to be uh, doing part of the problem. I'm sure that will be up tomorrow. Uh, curious to hear what Davey's got to say about the State of the Union. I think i got to shave, and uh, we're going we're gonna to call it a day. All hail COVID Jesus. Thank you. V-U-M dot today. Oh, I hope you're giving me a site where I can get some batshit crazy information. I hope that's what that is right there. Uh, once again, uh, I, nothing really to plug. I need some new sponsors. I mean, I love Sheath and I love my Yokratums, but we've gone five times a day. So I, I can uh, I can get some new sponsors uh, in here and we can be making some more money. And then uh, maybe get to a point where we got uh, signs that hang straight a producer that, that sits in the corner, someone who yells for me, uh, underwear.com. I'm going to have, uh, Robert's coming on soon. He's going to give us some business tips and then you'll create them home of the $6 kilo. Have a great day.